<laughs> no, I don't. Well, hello, everyone. Another episode of On Average MD. I'm Dr. Enmig, your friendly rheumatologist. And as usual, if you're looking for rheumatologists in the Denver or Colorado area, we are currently open for new patients. It's starting to fill up. So if you want your spot, uh, make sure that you take yours. Um, we are also going to end the founder's price very soon, and it's going to double. And so if you want to um, enjoy the founder's price, you are going to have to come on our schedule. It's very exciting. I'm very happy. And as you all know, I love doing what I do and I really hope you can all uh, enjoy it if you are in need of a rheumatologist. All right. And today it's a true pleasure to bring to you Dr. Michelle Quirk. Uh, and I'm going to have you introduce yourself and um, guys, you are in for a treat because uh, Michelle, who's a physician, uh, is also a coach for people to learn how uh, to train uh, running. And so it's uh, it's remarkable what she's doing. And I really wanted her to come into the podcast because there's a lot of my patients who are always wondering, how do I start? I don't know. I was not someone that was active. Why do I need to become active now? And we know that there's so much studies that are showing that exercise is super good. Uh, to against inflammation. And so anyone that has a rheumatologic disorder should exercise. And you know me, I ask you all to move. Um, and so we're going to write, dive in and learn. So Michelle, tell us about your story. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. And you know that hearing you say and encourage everyone to move is music to my ears. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I am a pediatrician and a run coach, and I'm the founder of Mindful Marathon, where I help make running easy and fun for busy professionals. And I think maybe the best place to start is just to say that I was not always a runner. I wasn't an athlete um, growing up. I, I danced. That was my sport. But I really wanted to run. I used to look at the track team and think that they were made of something different than I was. <laughs> because it was always so hard for me and I wanted to do it, but it always hurt so much. And so I did not do it for a very, very long time. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, now I feel like I, uh, we were talking beforehand that I am like the poster child for starting slow and, and getting started from wherever you're at, because I went from zero miles to um, multi-marathoner over, over the course of a lot of years. But, but now I'm encouraging others to, to do the same. <laughs> Oh, that's really, really cool. And what got you started since you're the poster child? What what <laughs> drove you? What, what was the drive in starting? Yeah, um, I think probably a, a lot of stress. Um, I, I had finished my residency and started, you know, my first job as a pediatrician in the hospital. This was about 10 years ago. And I was finding myself um, talking to my patients and families about taking care of themselves and making sure to get enough sleep and exercise and all of these things. And here I was not doing any of that. Like I was doing night shifts and flipping back and forth. Like I was almost keeping a resident schedule. Like it was very hard to move past that. And during that time, um, my dad was diagnosed with lung cancer and he passed away like shortly after that. And so it was like, all of these stressors all at once. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I feel like that was really what drove me to tie on my sneakers because I thought, you know, I'm, I'm giving this advice and I'm not taking my own advice. 
and I need to get some exercise and, and really manage this stress and all of these things that were going on in my life at the time. So I just decided though, that, um, you know, before that I, I would think like, okay, I'm going to go and run. And I would try to go out and just run, you know, three miles as fast as I can. I thought, okay, that that's what I need to do to call myself a runner. And I would always come back like huffing and puffing and feeling like it was horrible. <laughs> and I didn't want to go back out there. And so when I tied my shoes on this time, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do what I the practice what I preach and just tie on my sneakers and go five minutes around the block, even if most of it is walking. And that's how I started, like five or 10 minutes walking around the block and then um, putting in short bursts of jogging. And that that's how I started. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So just putting the sneakers and starting just around the blocks, what kept you going? Because I think that that's one of the, the issue. I, I'm not a runner, uh, I'm a rock climber, because I, I feel like for me, exercise has to be fun. And mm -hmm. I don't know that I know anyone that started running and enjoyed it right away. So I just wonder what <laughs> keeps you going, what keeps you uh, doing this? Yeah, I think what it was for me, mul multiple things. I felt good while I was moving out there, like the actual motion felt good to me, but also that my mind seemed to clear. Mm -hmm. So all of the other stress and everything going on with my dad and studying for the board exams and all, all of the things that were happening seemed to evaporate when I was out there um, jogging around my little neighborhood and, and watching the, the farms and the cows and <laughs> and all of nature that that was near me. So I think that's what kept me going out in the short term. Um, and it's something in the long term was that I got my husband on board to go around the block with me. And we signed up for our first official 5k, like maybe six months later. So there was sort of this thing on the calendar, a goal race and a 5k, you know, it's It's pretty doable, I think, for most people, even with walking, if you if you walk most of it. But having that on the calendar was a really good, like, okay, here's a deadline of sorts. Um, and that was something to shoot for, something we'd always wanted to do, but had not done up to that point. Got it. And then so, right, like, so now you're a coach of um, people who want to, like, so let's put it that way, like who who are you uh, targeting in terms of the work you're doing? Because it's such a cool concept to have someone to help start, right? Yeah. I and think and why? Yeah, no, I think I'm probably, um, my ideal clients are probably the, the me from 10 years ago. Um, maybe someone who either has never tried running or has tried running but really didn't like it. Or for people who maybe, um, I do have a lot of clients who were athletes or maybe they were in cross country and track in high school and college and then took some time off, you know, um, marriage, families, um, just haven't had running as a part of their life for maybe 10 or 15 years and want to get back into it, but in um, a way that is maybe a bit healthier than it was when they were younger. And so like finding finding their way back to it. Um, but, but really beginners or people who are thinking about, you know, a first time half marathon, that's a very common, a common goal of, of many of my um, clients that they want to run a half marathon. And um, I really think, you know, it's doable for most people. And so um, just, yes, if I could inspire everyone to tie on their shoes by the end of this, then we'll have <laughs> a job well done. 
Yeah. But so, yeah, t- talk to us a little bit about what, and, and, you know, there is a lot of science in rheumatology and, and uh, sports, but like clearly you experienced the pleasure of, of running. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to us about how you feel after and, and like what was the sh- switch uh, in your own health and, and maybe that of your own uh, clients, because that's also super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can, right. We can look to the science and we can, talk to our patients and say, you know, cardiovascular exercise is good for our heart and it will, you know, lower our blood pressure and lower our resting heart rate over time. And and all of these wonderful things that sound great, maybe on paper, but most people maybe don't feel, feel those things. Like it feels good to us as the physician to say like, oh, we have a lower blood pressure and maybe, you know, maybe people get off of medications for those things. But I think in the, in the moment, it's really how, um, how my athletes feel, how I feel, which is that I'm, I'm getting better rest at night. And I think, um, you know, part of that is the activity during the day and keeping to um, a schedule with the exercise. So having a regular routine of, you know, getting up at a certain time to get out the door and move. Um, and then by the end of the day, I'm tired, I'm, I'm ready for sleep, I'm getting great sleep, and I wake up feeling refreshed. Um, I, I think for me, you know, I spoke of sort of that, uh, uh, it was sort of meditative for me that it cleared my mind while I was out there. Um, and I feel a sense of calm when I'm on the trail. I, I don't usually run with any music or headphones or anything. Like I really just, um, focus on nature around me. So that's, that's another thing. Um, but yeah, I would say my, my clients report, um, more energy, like they feel like they're they can keep up with their children, which is always helpful. Um, that they are sleeping better. That uh, I have had some clients come off of medications. Um, uh, I've had clients lose weight, though I never promised weight loss. But as we start running, often our appetite increases. So weight loss, you know, here and there. But but yeah, there's there's many benefits on paper, but I think. Um, what keeps people going out is is how they feel in their in their body in the moment. So it's mm-hmm. it's both. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually really really cool to to hear this. Uh, what I wonder is like this particular approach, right? So you're you mentioned that you're a poster child uh, for exercise. Um, what what's your approach of uh, of your you know of, of the client? Like how like. As you mentioned, you said that at the end of this podcast is everyone can shoe and tie their laces, then, you know, this is a win. What do you want to, like, how do you approach someone that has, you know, maybe never run or maybe has run when they, that like maybe many, many, many years ago? How do you approach this? How do you approach us? Yeah, I think um, the the most important thing to say or the best advice I could give is to um, start low and go slow. And so by that, I mean, um, you may not come off of your couch and go jog three miles today, but maybe you can, if, if you're not in a regular walk routine yet, you can start with walking and try maybe 15 or 20 minutes of brisk walking um, three times a week. That's sort of a great place to start if you're coming right from the couch. I also have a lot of, um, I have a lot of walkers who would like to try jogging or try running like a first 5k, for example. Um, And the best advice uh, I love um, Jeff Galloway. If you've heard of him, he, he was an Olympian uh, back in the seventies. He's a runner 
And he popularized this method called run walk or, or run walk run. That's what he calls it. And basically this is um, you jog for a set period of time, let's say um, 20 seconds of jogging, and then you walk for 30 seconds and recover and then jog for 30 seconds, walk for 30 seconds. And you do these intervals and it gives the body time to kind of ease into the, to the running and also recover from the running. And so um, I love using intervals uh, with newer runners or with people who haven't run for a long time, people who may be coming back from injuries and things like that, just to um, those walk breaks really help uh, recover and you can catch your breath. You can feel like, hey, this is doable and I can be out here for longer. Um, and so we just slowly increase, you know, the total time out there on the pavement. But starting at 15 or 20 minutes a couple of times a week is a perfectly great place to start. <laughs> um, and we were talking beforehand, you know, my mom and my mother-in-law and I, we, um, I somehow convinced them to uh, run a half marathon with me. We all did our first half marathon together um, and we used Run Walk to be able to do that. That is so cool. I can only imagine that must be such a bonding event, right? Like have a marathon is a lot. Yeah, it's, it's kind yeah. of a, bit <laughs> it was a long way. That's so cool. Yeah, that's very cool. You'll have pain at the end all together, <laughs> recover all together. So yeah, this is this is wonderful. Um there there is, you know, our our podcast is about hope driven by science. Um I don't know if you can talk more about, so there's like two two questions sort of uh, in here. One, maybe can you go a little bit deeper into the science of exercise? And uh, it doesn't have to be like crazy scientific, but it's just, it's I, I find that um, to prove points, even for me, which is funny because I'm a physician, you're a physician, like sometimes I don't know why I need the science, but it feels good to have the science to to kind of like say, hey, you need to do this, right? Like do this, mm -hmm. it's proven. And then the second is, if you could give us a story of hope, because that's really what the podcast is about, hope driven by science. Yeah, yeah. I think um, for the science, I think what maybe to leave everyone with is that um, we don't all have to be marathoners. Like when we think of running, um, we think maybe, you know, in order to be a runner, I must be a marathoner. Or in order to reap all of the benefits of this form of cardiovascular exercise, I must have to run lots, lots and lots of miles and take up, you know, lots and lots of hours of the week. But the cardiovascular benefits happen with even um, 90 minutes a week. So that's really not so much an hour and a half in a week. Um, and if you start with 20 minutes a day, you can get there pretty easily. So I'm not saying that, you know, to get all of those benefits, you have to reach a certain you know, a certain amount of miles, or you have to run five hours a week, like a lot of, um, a lot of people, I think, um, we have it in our minds, it's, it's just that it has to be so much more than it is, but we actually can do lots of wonderful things with a short amount of time. So I think, um, yeah, like to, to do all of these wonderful things for our blood pressure, um, and our heart rate, um, And even neuroprotective uh, effects and lowering the risk of diabetes, really like 15 or 20 minutes a day, a couple, the majority of the days of the week. How about that? That will, that will give us what we want. So I think that is um, the message of, of science. And then to uh, tie in a message of hope, I think maybe I will, um, I'll just go back to when, when I started running, like that was a pretty dark time for me. Like I, I had just come out of my residency and 
I was getting my, you know, getting my feet as an attending doctor and there was so much going on and losing my dad just felt like so much on top of this mountain. And I really didn't know how I was going to navigate that entire experience. And for a long time, I think I ran from from that time period and ran from the grief of losing my dad. But I think for me, running has given me um, a way to uh, go back to that time and kind of work through grief and have this relationship um, with the loss, really. Um, and I feel closest to my dad now when I'm on the trail. So you never know what what running or what the exercise will do, um, especially maybe if you've experienced a loss out there. Um, maybe you might find some hope on the trail, too. That's such a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing this. It's uh, it's really beautiful to 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 hear you say, "I feel closer to my dad when I'm running," and and maybe maybe uh, maybe that's what I want to leave us with, which is find something that's going to be beautiful and almost transcendental, so that this experience that can be painful at first. I mean, as a non uh, a runner, <laughs> if I told you the 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 pace I run, you'd be laughing. Probably should be better at uh, walking. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, this this idea that maybe it's transcendental and and uh, be closer to something bigger than us, uh, I think that that's a beautiful, beautiful way to uh, end this podcast. Michelle, where can we find you? Yeah, I think uh, the best place is probably my website. It's uh, mindful with a hyphen marathon dot com, um, and I'm also on Instagram at mindful dot marathon, or I'm on Facebook as myself. Send me a message. Happy happy to chat running anytime. That is wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, and everyone, go and check everything out. And I'll see you. We will see you next week. Bye bye.